0: Grace to you and peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is love. I'm sure some of us here would consider that a timeless phrase. A phrase that just seems to be around and have been around forever. We hear it all over the place. I've even heard it come out of the mouth of an agnostic. Somebody who wasn't even Christian. It's a good phrase. We like it. The phrase itself, though, some of us might be surprised to find out, was actually something that was popularized some 1,500 years ago, actually maybe even just a touch longer, by one man, one man who earnestly sought salvation, not just for himself, but for others, and who, perme- who, who, do- who dug deep into Holy Scripture and ultimately came out with this as one of his thoughts, and this thought found in 1 John, it's found in Holy Scripture. It is a truth so permeated him that it ultimately helped and permeated culture to such a degree that now looking back we look at it as a timeless phrase. Saint Augustine had did not have what we would consider an easy life per se started out as a young man, his mother was a Christian, his father was a pagan, and by the time he came of age, he was following in his father's footsteps. He was not a Christian. In fact, he found the Christians wanting. He had their Bible, he read their Bible, and he found it a little silly. He even described in one case the arguments found in the Holy Scriptures as dumb. He much rather went in a scientific realm. He went with logic, with rhetoric he found them to be much more appealing and after years and years of studying and researching of going from one movement to another movement finally he found himself a christian reading holy scriptures again and it's not maybe not the first time but he read them again with new eyes with fresh eyes and as he scoured through holy scripture Reading through it under under his teacher, St. Ambrose, he came to the conclusion that it's all over Holy Scripture. God is love. What a beautiful thought. What a beautiful phrase. We see it though, don't we? We see it all over Holy Scripture. God is love. Even in our text today, even in our gospel lesson today, we see God is love, and it's a beautiful passage. But as we dig deeper into this passage, we actually have to start not by saying what it is, but actually by saying what it is not. In the gospel lesson that stands before us today, Jesus is not saying, Love your enemies. Oh, don't get me wrong. Jesus does command us to love our enemies. In Matthew chapter 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells us that we should love our enemies. It's found throughout the New Testament. We are called to love upon those that hate us. Basically, that's just it. Jesus here says, a new command I give to you. And the command to love our enemies is not new, but old. It is something that we have been commanded to do. That's not new. The text that stands before us today is not a command for us to love the world. In fact, as Christians, we are different than the world. We are separated from the world. We are not to love the things and the sinful things of the world that is gathered around us. Now, don't get me wrong. We are to love the lost of the world. We are to love our neighbors. We are to eagerly seek the lost, for the sake of the gospel, that we can proclaim God's good news to them, that through Jesus they have been saved. Yes, we are commanded to love the lost, to seek the lost, but we are not commanded to love the world. But again, even in this case, even in the Old Testament, we are commanded to love the sojourner, the person who's just happened to be traveling through. We're to care for that person. We're to love that person. So that's not a new command. No. And so Jesus here, talking to his disciples. Now, put it in context a little bit it's the Passover, it's the Last Supper. Judas has just left. The very verse before our text, we get to our text, says Judas left. Judas has just left to betray Jesus. He now has the eleven there, the followers there, the faithful there, those that believe in Him. They're the ones that have gathered there. And the eleven, eventually the disciples will replace Judas with another disciple. But right now, there's only the eleven. And those eleven represent the church Just like the 12 tribes represented all of Israel, so these 11 and eventually 12 disciples represent the church of Christendom. They represent this church. They represent the church down the road and those two churches up the road and all the others. They are the Christian church at its very beginning. And Jesus speaks to them. And He says, Love one another. Love one another. That's the command. That's the new command. That we as Christians are to love one another as Christ has loved us. And we're good at talking about this. We're really good at saying it, right? We we talk of unity all the time. One Lord, one Savior, one faith, one baptism. We talk about it. We have it. But then the second we turn away, we slap things into categories. We talk about young and old. In the ancient world, they talked about Jew and Greek. We talk about popular and unnoticed. We talk about, we talk about all kinds of various categories. We place things into categories. Try to distinguish them from one another. And even more, when it comes to love, all too often we fail. Sometimes it's hard for us to to remember that we are justified by Christ. Yes, we are justified. Our salvation is done through Christ Jesus. Our salvation has been completed by Christ and Him alone. We are saved. But when it comes to sanctification, holy living, holiness of life, we are just beginning and so, yeah, we talk about love, but then we add things. Love, yes, I will love, but they have to do their part first. Forgive, yeah. I'm all about forgiveness, but they gotta ask for it. Reconciliation, yeah, we're all into to reconciliation, but I'm not doing this by myself. They've gotta help. They gotta meet me halfway. Love one another. Christ commands us to love one another as He loved us. And how did Christ love us? Christ loved us before we even knew what love was. While we were still dead in our trespasses, when we were still dead in our sins, our Lord died upon the cross for you and for me before we even knew what right and wrong was, our Lord bled that we would have forgiveness. At this font, at the font where we received baptism, our Lord sent His Holy Spirit to you and to me that we would come to faith, even though we didn't deserve it, that we had done nothing to to deserve it at all. Our Lord loved us. Our Lord loved us in spite of our sin. This is what we as Christians have been called to do. To love. Yes, a God of love. God is love. And we are called as Christians to love one another as He loved us. For He did and does love us. And has justified us and forgiven us all of all of our sins. In His name. Amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds.